Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Friday, August 21st. I'm Wayne Pratt. Artists throughout the country are lending their voices to the movement demanding police stop killing black people. A St. Louis rapper is doing that with a song written before this difficult summer. I wrote that song, I want to say, two years prior to um, the George Floyd incident. In just a few minutes, Mbizi Live discusses how his latest song speaks to the pain many black people carry with them. A former St. Louis County Councilwoman is speaking out after she was dismissed from County Executive Sam Page's administration. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum spoke with Hazel Irby about her controversial departure. Irby served with Page on the County Council before he was selected to be County Executive. He appointed her to head up the county's Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Office, but replaced her this week. Irby says she had disagreements with Page about adequately staffing and funding her department and about not outwardly supporting him in this year's county executive race. There are things that I think that I did, I accomplished, that would not have been done had I not been there. Uh, I'm disappointed because St. Louis County government is still in the same shape and we've got a leader who says that he cares about it, but he obviously does not. Page replaced Derby with Kenny Murdoch. He also made several other staffing changes and has said more may be coming in the future. I'm Jason Merzenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. A Republican state senator says 2021 may be the year when Missouri implements a statewide prescription drug monitoring program. Lawmakers nearly passed the database aimed at stemming opioid abuse earlier this year, but the idea got hung up in the final days of the legislative session. Some conservative Republicans, like Senator Bob Onder of Lake St. Louis, have been skeptical of such programs because of privacy concerns. But Onder says GOP senators came to a compromise that should hold when lawmakers return to session early next year. You know, I suspect ultimately PDMP does get does get passed. And uh, and if it does, I, I hope it looks something like the compromise that was hammered out uh, this session. He made those comments on our Politically Speaking podcast, which is on the website stlpublicradio.org. Madison County will distribute nearly $2 million to small businesses and nonprofits that need additional help because of the pandemic. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports the funding comes from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Businesses can apply for a grant of $5,000, or $15,000, depending on how many employees they have. Public service nonprofits can apply for up to $20,000. James Arnold is the Economic Development Coordinator at Madison County Community Development. He says the funding for small businesses is intended to help low- to moderate-income workers across different industries. You know, the food industry, the bar industry, some other industries where it might be a full-time job, but you might make $13 an hour. Arnold says the grants can also cover rent, vendor, and other bills small businesses may have difficulty paying. He says the main goal of this funding is to keep storefronts in Madison County open through the pandemic. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. People throughout the St. Louis region are mourning the loss of Robert Lee Williams II, a renowned African-American educator, psychologist, and mentor. 
Williams died August 12th. He was the founding director of Washington University's Black Studies program, known for his intelligence tests and for coining the term Ebonics. Gerald Early is the chair of WashU's African and African American Studies Department. He says Williams cared deeply about black studies. And even though he was in psychology and was a social scientist, he was very interested in the art. He thought it was important to have black literature taught. We had a person who taught dance. We had a person who taught theater. Early says Williams will be remembered as a pioneer and one of the greatest African-American scholars. Robert Lee Williams II was 90. When rapper Mbizi Live's music video for Let Us Go was released earlier this summer, it included imagery and lyrics depicting the outrage people felt after George Floyd and Breonna Taylor were killed by police. The 25-year-old South St. Louis rapper, whose given name is Mikkel Bolden, has made party music since 2012, but this new track marks a different tone. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis asked why he wrote the song before this turbulent summer. I wrote that song, I want to say, two years prior to um, the George Floyd incident. You know you know how easy it is to see, like, a video of just, like, simple police brutality on an Instagram video. I want to say it had to do with the guidance counselor who was wa- walking one of his mental patients. That video was of Charles Kinsey, a black mental health caregiver in Miami who a police officer shot in the leg in 2016. Kinsey was tending to an autistic patient who ran away from his group home. Seeing the video sparked a musical fire in Mbizi. It just really just had me really hot. So, and I was already in the studio, so I just found the beat and just really just unloaded on what I feel like is my version of what my people are, are saying today. How did the concept of the video come up and could you kind of describe the video a little bit? So we really just wanted to show the growth of the young black man in America, how the chains grew. So it went from rope to chains to foot on neck. So we wanted to go from the slavery rope to the mass incarceration chains to now we just have blatant murders on camera. Like this this is where we at now today. Let Us Go marks a departure from some of Mbizi's other music, including one of his 2018 songs, Lifelong Scars, a boastful song that proclaims his presence in hip hop. Some of the songs are in a typical hip-hop style, full of hype and braggadocious lyrics. He says being around other local rappers have helped him hone his skills and take on broader themes. And bz has been a student of hip-hop since 2010 when he was a junior at Kirkwood High School, but his musical roots go back even further. He was inspired by family and the many contributions of black American artists. It started at like a real early age from just growing a passion from my sister, having a keyboard, and she would just be playing like her little tunes and I would just like, you know, had a passion for music, watching old Temptation movies. These days, he's thinking a lot about how his circumstances have changed. 
and how he wants his music to reflect what's going on in the world and his life. This new music is real deal, like me taking just like everything that I learned, everything that I've, you know, been through. I just recently had a a, a baby five months ago, so I'm really in a whole new mindset of how I need to be approaching life and how I need to be moving forward as a, a man and a father in this world, especially a black father in this world. Mbizi says he's glad he was able to capture the pain of black life through Let Us Go, but he says he'll release songs next month that will capture other sides of his story. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.